heads together who would say, Lord, let the Holy Spirit cover me tonight. Cover me with your peace. Minister to me. Minister to our lives. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the strength that you flow into your body at these times. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that takes your word in due season and sends through your ministers flames of fire that can come down into our hearts, into our journey. And we know, Lord, those that endure until the end shall be saved. Tonight, here we are, another week, another few days have gone by and the calendar's being turned. Lord Jesus, may your Holy Spirit just minister individually, minister in our families, minister in our church, and globally, Lord, may the Holy Spirit continue what you've started. Think of Brother Tim Dodd in Edmonton tonight with the time change just Speaking now also to the church there, we pray a blessing upon our brothers and their families, Lord, and the brother Ryan Hayes that is recovering, that is getting stronger. Lord, you are our healer. You're our strength giver. You're our provider, Lord. We lift up our hands in worship. We feel like falling on our faces and praising God and adoring you for who you are. You have never failed. You have never missed the mark. You are always wonderful, Jesus. Oh, let our lips and let our hearts today praise you. Oh, some are needing comfort and in times of mourning, but Lord, we strengthen one another. We're here to strengthen one another tonight, Lord, and receive your Holy Spirit more for what lies ahead for us. We thank you for the song special this morning and tonight it just seemed to be the same thought, Lord. We want more of Jesus in our lives. Want to draw closer to you, Lord. In simplicity, may our hearts come closer to you, Jesus. Bless the Sunday night service. We give it to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. We just have one verse of scripture in Genesis 24. Genesis 24, and uh, we'll turn to that scripture together. I want to apologize for last Sunday night. It just seemed like I was stumbling around and misquoting and saying wrong uh, books of the Bible, and I meant uh, Galatians, and I was saying Genesis. Well, tonight is Genesis, <laughs> but I did want to say I apologize. You know, we I felt so bad, even our closing uh, remarks was about a lady that had got disoriented and come across the border and driven into the water. And I had said last Sunday, well, the last Sunday I was in Germany and the Sunday before that I was in Belgium. It was three weeks before. And so I th- I know we're getting older and I have no excuse, but I apologize. And I, I felt like crawling under the carpet. I mean, there's sometimes you just feel like you fail, you fail. And I have to ask your apology, please forgive us. And I'm already stumbling, so we need to go to the scripture. Genesis 24, verse 58. It's been over a month, five weeks, six weeks that the Lord laid this on our heart. So uh, this is before our trip. Genesis 24, verse 58. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. This is after Eliezer came and brought the message that your husband, your bridegroom is waiting for you. And you know the story. Her mother and her brother wanted her to wait and linger in 10 days. And they said, okay, let's ask her. And the Bible says they called Rebecca. And said unto her, wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. God bless you tonight as you have your seats. We want to look at this. You know, I want to say something before we go into this. Brother Kobus met me just outside the door. And and I, I know our brother Hugh Message is not here tonight with his wife Sylvia, but Brother Colbus let me know that um, all the time that the translations are being translated, that the German language is, is usually number one 
and how much work the team is doing. And he said it was only during the one week that Brother Hugh was in the hospital that he dropped out of that. But as soon as he came back home, the, the German language is still the number, ranked number one for the, uh, for the team that is working the most. And I just thank God for brothers like Brother Hugh Message. That even though he's frail and uh, weak as it was in his body, he's a soldier. And we thank God for men and women like that, that remain in their post. So just about five weeks ago or six, I was listening to a message in, in, uh, in the middle of the night, actually. And it was modern events made clear by prophecy. And Brother Branham was speaking about Rebecca. And uh, this is where the inspiration came for this service. He said, Rebecca didn't wait to get the second order. They asked her and said, will you go? Let her say. And she said, I'll go. She was firmly inspired of God. She become one of the queens of the Bible for acting upon the pulsation of the Spirit of God that moved upon her to receive what was absolutely the truth, and she believed it. So just in the middle of the night, that inspiration struck my heart of, I will go, and how she was inspired by God. And I pray that pulsation of the Holy Spirit would strike our hearts tonight. Because tonight, uh, it's the Holy Spirit speaking to the individual that when God moves upon your heart, that you respond in the same way. Because you and I are a type of Rebecca. Eliezer was the messenger as a type of William Branham. And when we look into this just a little bit tonight, we know that Isaac was 40 years old when Rebecca was brought to him. But it was something about this uh, beautiful damsel and this young lady that when the angel of the Lord spoke into her heart and said, it's time to get on down to the well, she heeded that voice. And Brother Branham said, we'll get into some of these quotes. This is all from Brother Branham's message, that the angel beat Eliezer there about a half hour. Because it was a promise from Abraham that the angel of the Lord would go before thee. And tonight, don't leave it in Rebecca or a story in the Bible. The angel of the Lord has gone before the bride of Christ and has led us to the well of the word of God. And now we are watering that tonight with our praises. The very anointing, the very camel that brought Rebecca to her Isaac, the very anointing that carried her is tonight what we are watering with our praises. The very word of God that is bringing us from this earthly dimension into our heavenly dimension, we're watering that with our praises. And if you want to read Genesis 24 uh, this week, maybe for a little bit of background, and as most of you know the story, it's a wonderful thing. It's more than romance. It's a modern day prophecy that is becoming clear that you and I are the Rebecca. And when we look at some of these things as, as we're going to tonight, let it become personal to you and I, and let there be something in your heart, however God is speaking to you, that you respond the same. I will go. Amen. In Los Angeles, Brother Branham was speaking about this in a message, Time of Decision, talking about Rebecca being a young girl. And perhaps he said the conversation was something like this. Rebecca, we have fed you and raised you to the best of our knowledge to be a virgin girl. And you are. But here comes a stranger among us with some evidence that there is a rich man who's going to give to his son all of these blessings. Do you wish to go with him now? Or do you wish to wait for about 10 days Till you make up your mind. Now remember the servant said. I want to be on my way. God has given me good favor. And I'm ready to be on my way. Brother Branham stops and says. Don't never put off tomorrow. What you can do today. We're not promised tomorrow. So if God's dealing with our hearts. Maybe it's a little girl tonight. Maybe it's a little boy. Maybe it's a little boy. 
Maybe it's somebody that's older. However God deals with you, it's time to get under that desperation in this token hour because Eliezer was under desperation. Rebecca was under desperation. And when those two omnipotent meet, something's got to happen. And it, and it inspired her to say, I will go. We'll speak about this tonight. He said, that's the way the message is when it's preached. You hear of a king, God, who is his son, Christ, falls heir to all things. And we've got a little foretaste of it by the Holy Spirit. What do you think about him? Have you got faith in him? Now, some of these qualities about Rebecca, because this one, she came out of inspiration, I will go. That was Rebecca speaking to her whole family. That was Rebecca speaking also to Eliezer. Amen. Because that's who was standing there. They were asking, her family was asking, Eliezer was there. So this is the bride's response, even back to our messenger, that we will go. And it was also everyone around her. So can we agree that Rebecca was not ashamed? I think about it tonight. This isn't a love story. This is reality. She never met the man before. She never saw Isaac. It's not that uh, Eliezer showed a, a portrait or here's a family photo of Isaac. It wasn't none of that. She believed the word of God. Rebecca was ready. And you're ready when God deals with your heart. Rebecca was not ashamed. She was not ashamed. I'm just making some statements here. Rebecca had character. Because upon the heart of Eliezer was whoever I would ask, whatever damsel I would ask to give us water, that she also of her own character would ask, I'll also water your camels. Rebecca had character. She wasn't lazy. But she was someone, when she heard the word, she was ready to move into action. Rebecca was inspired. She was inspired by God. It wasn't just a carnal relationship she had with Eliezer. Something sparked her heart. When she heard about Isaac, something began to move within her heart. And you know, friends, that's what we need today is that supernatural element. We can have church, we can have gatherings, we can have families, we we can say we believe this or that, but it's the supernatural element that we need. Do you believe that Rebecca was a spiritual person? So are you a spiritual person. We're not just carnal. We're not just natural beings. We might eat food, we might breathe air, we might have emotions, but we're more than that. We're spiritual people. We are led by the Holy Ghost. So when God moves upon your heart, you will go. Now, I'm not speaking opposite tonight. I think Brother Tom's title this morning was come. That was his title. And I'm speaking, I will go. (laughs) I'm not speaking opposite. I I thought of that right away, Brother Tom. When I heard your title, I'm like, Lord, help us, Jesus. One is saying come and one is saying I will go. It's the same word. It's inspiration. Once you meet Christ, it's time to come. But then it's time to go. I will go all the way. And just listen close as we speak about Rebecca. She was able to follow leadership. If you go through Genesis 24, she followed the man. This is where they say we're following a man. Everybody's following someone. And it's not the man of flesh. We're following Christ. But when you read Genesis 24, she followed the man. But it shows how the believer is able to follow. She was able to follow leadership. And lastly, she was mature enough to know and recognize her day of visitation. Some commentaries, and when you read, they say she's a very young child, but you know, she was old enough to carry a water pot on her shoulders. She was able to be alone. Amen. So she wasn't just a little child. 
I don't know exactly how old she was, but she was mature enough to recognize her day of visitation that when the word came to her, will you go with this man? She didn't need a bunch of coaching. And tonight, please take the word of God positive. I will go is a positive response. It's not, I'll think about it. I'll drag my feet about it. I'll see if five friends on my chat group will go with me. I will go. That's very positive. I heard Brother Branham speak about that this afternoon, about the word being positive and us receiving a positive word from the Lord. It's an affirmative. It's not somebody just maybe questioning and waffling. I will go. It's a quick response to the question, will you go with this man? Now, Brother Branham spoke this, if you want to write down the message, a time of decision. He spoke it in April, and then he spoke it in June, just a couple months later, a time of decision. He read our scripture tonight. Um, uh, the reason we didn't read more in the chapter is because it's Sunday night, and I'm respecting your time. But he only read one verse of scripture that night in the time of decision. And it's Genesis 24, verse 58. I have it on the screen for you. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And he said, She said, I will go. Brother Branham's bringing that into our lives. And he said, You know, we have been forced to make decisions. There's times when we have have to come to the place where we've got to say yes or no. That's just in human life. And I know some of you are already thinking human life. It's in this message he gives the example. And I know in another place he spoke about a young man having a question between two uh, young ladies. But in this message he said it was a young lady that had a question between two young men. About which one she should choose to be uh, her husband. And, and Brother Branham said she thought about one, this one and thought about that one. And he said she never made a decision. She lost both of them. Now, however you put that into God's will and God's perfect will, Brother Branham used that example. So a person can be waffling between decision and this one might be good and that one might be good and and, and they stutter and they wait. You might lose both of them. That's what he said. He said there's times when we have come to a place where we've got to say yes or no. There's a time where we cannot stand neutral. And if God shall permit, this is in the beginning of the service. He, in this service, he said, I think there's about a thousand people to, here tonight in the service. By the end of this uh, service, I don't believe we'll be able to leave this church tonight in the same conditions we did when we come in. If the Holy Spirit will come and do his work among us, then we are forced to say yes or no. We cannot remain the same. God help us to make the right decision. Even the, the hundred, few hundred that are here tonight, there's a lot of thoughts and there's a lot of things going through your mind. May God arrest all of us and bring us to where we're thinking the mind of Christ. And to say, I will go means I'm going to catch whatever the mind of the Spirit is for the situation. I, I'm not going to keep going my own way. I'm not going to go down that wrong pathway. We're living in the days when Ananias and Sapphira would be prophesied to be in our day. When they lied to the Holy Ghost. Do you remember? And they carried the husband out and they carried the wife out. And the Bible says the young men buried them. So even the young people knew there were things going on that wasn't right. And they carried them out. I pray God not that not be any of our portion. I'm talking spiritually. That there be spiritual death among us and we not be able to be discerning of it and let the Lord just root it out of our lives. Amen. I will go means I will take life. He said this great decision that has to be made. 
And after she was given and her parents, speaking about Rebecca, they said, just let her stay around about 10 days and let her hang around the revival to really see um, whether she has decided to do it or not. And and he said, I haven't got much confidence in a person to make a decision to wait even until tomorrow. Think about this. How many sermons have we heard over our lifetime? How many times have some been to Sunday school or attended a camp or been under the atmosphere of good men and women that could help us around us? We don't need a lot of people saying, go, go, go. We just need to respond to the word of God. She had her own mother and brother saying, stop, think about it, wait around. She had enough character to say, I'm going to go. And in case some's thinking like this, she wasn't rebellious. She wasn't an independent driven woman. She wasn't a feminist. She was a spiritual young lady that was found in the lineage of Christ. That's what I'm speaking on this tonight. It was the inspiration in the middle of the night out of modern events made clear. He says the message stirred Rebecca. Oh, and we need more of that today. Not just an empty glare and an empty glance and a starey eye. God, give us the ability to be stirred. Not with a wild stare. Deliver us from that, Lord. Love wins. We've gone a whole week since the Lord spoke to that. And we've had a lot this week happen. We have noticed to the devil tonight. Love is going to win. Put it on the refrigerator, in your heart, wherever. Love is going to win. Satan comes in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard. These are all personal messages. These are things the Lord's doing among us, as we're going to hear later, that he drops down into the hearts of his servants. He sends angels to go before your way. Before this week, the Lord has sent angels today before your way, to show you the right way. And, and, the, and the body of people say, I will go. That, that's the direction. Without hesitation. I don't know how old she was. I don't know how old Rebecca was, but it was without hesitation. She didn't take a vote of her class. Quickly, it was already in her heart. She had been stirred by the message and she was satisfied that the message was from God. So her parents, when they said, just stick around a while, they said, she'll just get over it. It's just a little excitement. You know, she's been to revivals this, you know, but when the true servant said, don't weary us and don't hinder me. And Brother Branham says a lot of servants of God has been hindered by put off decisions. He said, don't hinder me talking about Eliezer. Don't hinder me seeing that the Lord has sent me seeing that he's been good to me. Don't hinder me. And they said, let her make her own decision. And that's where we stand tonight. They called Rebecca and said, will you go with this man or do you want to stay around a little while to see whether you really want to do it? Brother Branham said, she said, I will go. She was ready. Her decision was quickly made. She knew there'd be something had, had been leading her. Something, capital S, deity, had been leading her. You know, uh, friends, we can get numb in our lives. We read the scripture out of Hebrews last Sunday about hardening of the heart. We can get to where people just go along through the motions. Rebecca was the type of person when she knew something was leading her. She knew something had happened to her. I'm, I'm, I'm just reading what Brother Branham in his language. She knew that it was God and she was satisfied. She wanted to go quickly. And she put on the garment. She got all the gifts that was sent to her by the father to meet the son. And Brother Branham said, oh, if the church could only make that decision right quick, put on all her gifts. And she climbed up on the camel 
and took out. Do we realize tonight how quick God can turn it around on Satan? And what he had thought for evil, what Satan thought was for evil, God has turned around for the good. What Satan thought would take you down, God turns it right around for his glory. And you are are pressing forward. You're moving out there. Why? Because you moved under the same pulsation. I trust you can be inspired tonight. This morning I was just in my little study praying. It just seemed like we were wrestling with devils and wrestling with principalities. And it was like God is the winner. But it was like we were manhandling demons. I'm being honest. It was just, you know, sometimes we pray, sometimes it's quiet, but sometimes it just seems like we are pushing devil down. We're giving him notice. He's come in. He's tried to destroy, but God is raising up. You're not defeated. The bride wins. Love will win. That's not a, just a sermon. It's not a story. It's reality. A a few more things about Rebecca, if you don't mind. She didn't need to be asked twice. She wasn't being forced. It was her free will. God, let that get a hold of all of us, whoever you are. It's a privilege to be raised in the message. It's a privilege to be around men and women that will pray for you and love you and carry you through these times. Think about it, friends. What would you do without a people that would pray with you? You're not alone. We are not alone. Sister Sammy is not alone. Sister Hofer is not alone. God puts back in strength. Do we believe that tonight? Rebecca was not brainwashed. She wasn't just caught up and just listen closely to this. She wasn't just caught up in an emotional romance, some story, some, you know, the earrings and and the other bracelets and things didn't just enamor a young lady. She was more. It wasn't just an emotional romance. And the bride isn't just caught up in emotion. If you look through the scripture and you'll know by history, this relationship lasted. Rebecca married Isaac and they couldn't have children in the first year and they couldn't have it in the second year. It was almost 20 years that Rebecca and Isaac were barren and couldn't bear children. I'm bringing this to your attention tonight to let you know Rebecca had character. It wasn't a fling. It was love at first sight. How many times do we need to be told the old story of the cross? About the blood and about those. How many times it ought to be love at first sight for the believer? And I'm not here to condemn anyone. As Brother Richard spoke, we don't know if it's correction or preaches happy or what it is. But it just does something to us that if we've heard it over and over and over, God help us not to just hear it over and over. It is the greatest love story. Hallelujah. Some of you need to say that tonight. I will go. Even on the back row there, up in the balcony, or maybe in the nursery holding your little baby. I will go, Lord. (laughs) And I will come too. (laughs) Hallelujah. God was working on both ends. Abraham desired this for his son. Go and get a wife for me from the family that are believers. It's not going to be an unbeliever. Under no circumstance should a believer want to marry an unbeliever. She's in the university. She's at the high school. She's a neighbor down the street. It's not even part of how the bride thinks. I'm going to marry a believer. You'll have trouble the rest of your life if you marry an unbeliever. And I'm speaking by from a man that has been with around for a few years just a little bit. And, and loved ones, many friends and dear loved ones have tried to go that way. And it's a lot of hurt. 
Abraham wanted Isaac to be married. But Isaac also desired to be married. He's 40 years old and he wants to be married. That's number one. Number two, Eliezer was being sensitive. He was being sensitive. He was praying about it. Lord, lead me. To the right one. In fact, it was so much on his heart, if I can have your attention, he asked Abraham, but what if she doesn't want to come? What if she doesn't want to come back? He he said, then you're free of your oath. And friends, do you know if there hadn't have been a bride down on earth, received this message, then Brother Branham would have done his work and gone on. But there is a bride here. He's done his work already. When Eliezer introduced Rebecca to Isaac, there was Isaac was out in the field meditating in the evening time. We've heard a message in the evening time, and Rebecca said, "Who is this one comes walking to me? That is my master," is what Eliezer said, and she veiled herself and lighted down off the camel to meet her beloved Isaac, that took her into a tent. And the very last verse of the chapter says that Isaac was comforted by the passing of his mother. It's not good that man dwell alone. And it's the right thing for a father, for a man to leave his father and mother and to cleave unto his wife. The Bible says he was comforted. That means he was able to go through and he had a greater love. Come into his life. And lastly, Rebecca was at the right place at the right time. You know, friends, we've all heard of a person being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Who's ever heard that before? Someone steps off the curb and it just happens to be a moment or something happens or somebody is, something happens. It just is at a wrong place at the wrong time. But Rebecca was at the right place. At the right time. And friends, Satan might plan a lot of things to bring demise to the bride's life. But you are in the right place at the right time. Friends, this whole account of Rebecca ought to bring joy to our hearts. Because it reminds us of the story of the young man that came out of Chicago. And I'm just moving along quickly. He came out of Chicago to get a a bride or a wife of character. He, he came out to the ranch out west and he found this poor orphan young girl, but she had character. Do you remember? She's pouring the water over the, the, the fence post there and she was barefooted. She was an orphan. She needed leadership. She was humble. She wasn't like the denominations in the spirit of today, a religious spirit that's trying to make something of themselves, self-promote themselves. Well, I just want a p- position in the church. Or I just want to be seen or, uh, you know, I, I, we don't want to be embarrassed. Friends, sometimes we need to be embarrassed. Sometimes break, God breaks us and crushes us publicly. He lets things happen in our lives. To break us. Don't run and hide. Don't get so embarrassed that you you leave fellowship. I'm being open tonight. Instead of running away, we need to run too. Do you remember that poor orphan young lady? She had character. And this young man gave her a promise. That I'll come back for you. I'm going to come back in a year. And she made herself ready. Do you remember the story? One year later. One year later. She got up for the last time. Hallelujah. She made her little humble bed. For the last time. She made her hair. All ready for the last time. She put on her garment, her wedding garment, because she was waiting. In spite of all the laughing and criticisms and making fun of her, she was bigger than all of that. And some of us need a real jolt of the Holy Ghost tonight. You've been criticized, you've been laughed at, you've been mocked. 
even by people that are close or around you on the job and your family, maybe in the church. It's time for you to have character and rise above all of that. I told someone this week, I said, the cream rises to the top. Real leaders rise to the top. It's always people that are doing something for God that get the most criticism. Hello? It's always the Monday morning quarterbacks and people that want to decide everything and this football play and they've never even played football. You know, some basketball or hockey, you know what I'm talking about and they're diagnosing it, breaking it all down. They don't know what they're talking about. They'd get hit one time like that and they'd be out for three weeks. Yet they got so much of whatever to talk about this and that. It happens in the church. Don't be so spiritual you think it don't happen around the church. Someone's trying to do something for God and this and that and sometimes we fall flat on our face. Oh, and people are quick to do this and quick that. Friends, I'd rather be found doing something for God and miserably fail. But I tell you one thing about a believer, they get up again. Comes what may, love wins. Satan, you can't have us. You can't have our minds, you can't have our bodies, our spirits, or our souls. These whole vessels have been given to God. I know this is real simple tonight, but it's something very fundamental we all need more of. I will go, Lord. It's modern events, modern things that's been prophesied to be. Now here we are. This young lady, this orphan young lady, in spite of all of the criticisms and the laughing, at exactly the turn of the clock, one year later, they could hear the wheels turning in the sand. And the wagon came through the fields, down through the road, and the bridegroom picked up his bride and took her away. And when I was in my little study yesterday, I thought, one glorious day. Hallelujah. Our Lord Jesus will return for his wife, and he's going to take us home. That's not just a story. That is reality. One glorious day. Jesus is going to come back for us. Are you excited about that? I trust there's something in your heart saying, I will go. You know, today, and I'm not going to be much longer. Today, we see such a lack of people. We see a lack in people that are convinced. Really convinced. We see a lack of people that are concerned. There's this... It's just like they're not concerned. They don't know what they want. Rebecca knew what she wanted. When they said, do you want to go with this man? She had something in her that said, I will go. And possessing the enemy's gates in Jeffersonville, Brother Brennan was talking about Rebecca and how she was called to the final test of a strange man that she had never seen before. Only she seen the working of the Holy Spirit. And her parents could not fully decide whether she should go with the stranger or not to be the wife of a man she had never seen. She was brought to the final test. Think about it, friends. There will come a final test. There will come a time when Satan is just going to come so tight in this godless age we're living in through demonic, through political, through all kinds of financial pressure, through a final test. And they said, we'll get the damsel and let her speak. We'll hear from her mouth. He said, that's the way it's brought to all the seed of God. It's got to be your mouth. God wants to hear from you. God wants to hear from you. I pray we not go a Sunday morning... And a Sunday night and not say amen to something. Is the Lord good? He's never failed us. You say, well, just my presence here shows whose side I'm on. I tell you what, there's a lot of people go to some sports event. Say, just my presence here. Friends, it's more than that. It's got to be our faith is locked into something. 
Say, it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. I will go. I'm convinced. I'm concerned. I'm burdened. This is where men and women from their own mouth, God begins to hear you passing the test and stop hesitating. She said, I will go. Not Brother Branham's in possessing the the enemy's gate said, I will go. I like that. Not let me make up my mind and let me study it over. She was fully persuaded. You know, Rebecca was already part of Isaac's lineage, already part of Abraham's lineage. She was already family. She was already in the seed line. When even in her kindred, just listen closely. This is another message. Thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemy. When she was put on trial, when it comes to the trial where you go with this stranger, even with her loved ones and her kindred, or will you stay with us? Her decision was quickly made and clear cut. He said, that's the way God's people makes it. Fast and quick. Now, to just bring a balance, and I hope no one's misunderstanding. I'm not speaking about not waiting on God or not seeking counsel or not waiting on what God would show you, this and that. But in times of decision, when God gives that nudge, he said, not knowing where she was going, but by faith she went, for there was something within her begin to move, and she knew that God was in it. God, give us that revelation. God, drop it down into our hearts. I will go. I is personal. Can I speak about this a little bit? I means it's me, myself, my whole being. I'm making a decision. I will go. I will speaks of this is my will. This is my desire. This is positive. This is forward motion. I will. She didn't. It wasn't nothing. None of like this. And looking today, it would be like this. And, you know, you know, text it out there and see how many thumbs up or thumbs down. You know, a few weeks ago, we were speaking on the wisdom of Solomon. And you might remember, I think his name is Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. Do you remember when Solomon died? And the son of Solomon asked for the elders in the church. How should I treat the people? How should I carry on in the congregation after these years of like a, a, a millennium in the message? And now Solomon passes away and his son asked the elders in the church. How should I deal in this situation? And they said... You need to handle this with wisdom and handle the people in a certain way. Do you remember what we're speaking about? That's when we carried that into a tenderness and gentleness. We were actually going in a certain direction. David said, thy gentleness hath made me great. It wasn't the sword. Because David already had saw that it was by the, by the sword is why he wasn't able to build the temple. Too much blood. So David, this is wisdom. He says it in Samuel and it's repeated in in, in Psalms. That if you want to be a successful leader, you've got to handle the people in a certain way. Rehoboam heard that counsel. Then he went to some of his young friends, some of his peers, some of his young people friends. And he was a younger man and he asked them. And it was directly opposite. And it split the kingdom. I'm just coming in a line of counsel and wisdom. He asked the older ones how to handle it. And he asked his peers and young people, how do you think? And they said, oh, Solomon acted like this. Make it tighter. He put so much burden on the people, double it. And Rehoboam went in that direction and it split the kingdom and caused grief for years in the message. I tell you, friends, this is not the time to allow a divisive spirit to destroy you. Don't be a Joab. 
that for many, many years was successful, had a lot of good campaigns, had a lot of good meetings, but right when it came to a moment down at the end, he made the wrong decision. And Benaniah had to take his place. You say, where does that come into the message? I don't know, but praise the Lord. Inspiration. Rebecca said, I will, was personal. It was from her own desire. And then number three, lastly, I will go. Go where? Think about this. She, she's a young lady. And God had so struck her heart because she was predestinated. Go where? To wherever God's will is. I want to end this service and really punctuate this down for somebody. She was willing to go into the unknown. Lord, I put my life into your hands. I don't know what the future holds, but I will go, Lord. She didn't give in to emotion. She didn't give in to her peer group. In fact, those that were her nurses got up on the camel too and they went with her. She was willing to go into the unknown. Are you willing to go to the unknown? She was willing to leave the past. She was willing to say goodbye. It's been good and I appreciate and I thank God for it and I love this well, but I'm not going to make a monument and I'm not going to make a cathedral to this past. I will go. There's other wells. There's other relationships. Tonight, maybe this is the Holy Spirit trying to spark somebody's heart. You've had it good, but there's more of God for you. You might have had it bad, but there's more of God for you. Turn this corner. Excuse me for raising my voice. But Rebecca was willing to submit to her future. She was willing to submit her future. She never even met the man. Sounds like Rahab. Never saw Joshua. Never heard his voice. She believed two messengers. And their revelation of the message. I just love that because it speaks of succession and how God had so given authority to the new generation that they were walking in authority and under commission of the message. That Joshua wasn't always coddling them and trying to change their word. Whatever these brothers said, God honored that. And when the rest of Jericho's crumbling, her house is standing. I'm looking into the face of men and women. God wants to trust you. I will go means she was willing to not have it all figured out. I I don't have it all figured out. Where are you going? I don't know. Have you ever met this person? No, I haven't. I'm just believing the message. I will go means I'm willing to walk. And I had it in my notes. The next word is come. I'm willing to come. I'm willing to go with this man. She was willing to depart. She was willing to proceed and move and go away. She was saying, I'm willing to live in another place. Think about this. This new manner of life, it speaks for all of us that have come into the message of the hour Rebecca accepted this new manner of life. This is my decision. This is my choice. And I'm willing to go forward and not look back. Egypt has no hold on us. We're going into our promised land. Eliezer was a type of Brother Branham, which is a chief steward, servant of the house that was under commission. Go get my son a wife. I wonder tonight if we can say his work was completed. He was successful to find Rebecca. So was William Branham successful in our generation to find a wife, to find a bride for Christ. And as Brother Tom said, look around the room tonight. Just look around the room tonight. Okay, look around the room tonight. We are seeing modern events made clear by prophecy. It ought to do something in our hearts. 
Nice to have you home, Brother Ernie. He had to nudge Brother David a little bit there. Hallelujah! We're modern events being made clear. Now, we're in the season of, of Revelations 19.7. His wife is making herself ready. Rebecca was a type of you and me. And you can study this out throughout the message. You can look at this a little bit. Do you know that Eliezer and Rebecca had two main people to deal with? It was the mother and the brother. That's what Brother Branham talked about. It was the mother, is as a type of the church, the Roman Catholic church or denominations, and the brother is a type of the preacher or the minister. And super sign, Brother Branham said Eliezer found the woman. He knew that was her. Notice he had to deal with two people, her mother and the brother. The father, the rest of them had nothing to say. It was the mother and the brother. So has the messenger, the Holy Ghost of God. I'm quoting your prophet. In these last days, picking out his bride, he's had to deal with the church that calls itself the mother, the Catholic, and the brother, the preacher. That's exactly. He had to deal with those two. They was the one that kicked up a fuss about it. Oh my! And he said, you got to make your choice. Will you go? And look quickly, as soon as she heard about Isaac, before she had ever saw him, she said, I will go. I want to show you something. Some of the, some of you, this is familiar with, but this rings of these tree, this tree shows the years of life and also the events within the years. But I want you to see right on the screen here. This is a scar from a forest fire in one year of this tree's life. You can see the first year in the rainy season or it's a rainier time. It's a broader time, a dry season. But this is a scar that happened in this tree's life. Would everyone agree that this tree made it through? We've all had scars. We've all had issues. We've had things happen in our lives, but you will make it through that. In this example, we see on this tree that is 24 years old now. We see on the bottom of your screen here a a little sapling that this tree grew around. Can we call it a five-year trial? It's a little knot. It's an issue. It's something they had to go around for five years. It went on. But did this tree make it through? I'm asking a question. The tree had enough something to say, I will go. I'm going to push beyond this. I'm going to drink and push out. Drink and push out. I'm going to go through the scars. I'm going to go through the knots. Might be two years, three years, five year trial. You are going to make it through this. Even in this example, we see 20 years of this tree's life was very, very short, you see. But at the 20th year, for the next nine years, you can see how it broadened and broadened. Something happened when it was 20 years old. And we all look back in our lives. You could call it inspiration, the Holy Ghost, the Word coming. It just grew and grew and grew. God, send a pulsation. Look at this again. I wanted you to see this fire scar on the bottom of the screen. Here it is. And how these wide rings, you can see the wet years are wider. The drier years are closer. But there's this fire scar that happened and it affected that tree pretty much for the rest of its life. There's lines that whenever it came around to this certain season or time or whatever, let me encourage you tonight. We've all had seasons and scars and issues. The bride keeps going on. And this is why this tree that I'm showing you here on the screen, there's four seasons. We have summer, same tree. We have fall time, which we're in now. Can you believe that November is on Friday? We've come to a a season. Then you have winter where snow and all the leaves are gone. Then you have spring that comes around again. I felt to encourage someone here tonight. Don't get stuck in one season. 
Don't get stuck in a season and think like that's going to be the rest of your life. It's, it doesn't even type nature. Nature shows us that there'll be another spring. You will come through this time. It will cycle right around. Life is filled with seasons. Don't get stuck in a season that you're in or your family's in or a certain situation in your job. Don't let that destroy you. Let the Lord lift up your vision tonight. Look beyond that. Look beyond the fall. Look beyond the winter. Look beyond into the spring. Believe for that summertime. Hallelujah. Don't get stuck in a season of your life. I hope I'm helping somebody. Because last Sunday is last Sunday. This is tonight. And I'm being real serious right now. Because some have challenged us to what we've been preaching. And that we're not meeting the needs of the people. Let me just tell you right now. It's the inspiration of the word that's going to carry us into a body change. And we are feeding from thus saith the Lord. Our ministry gets their inspiration from the message of the hour. This is five, six weeks ago that God laid this on our heart. I will go is an inspiration that come on a young lady. God, give us more ladies like that. Give us more men like that. We go through hard times. We go through upside downs. And let me say this. Sometimes God squeezes us. And it's God bringing us through something. Then there's other times that we put ourselves through things. And we will bear the scar. But let me tell you this. You will come out of that. And God will give you the strength to go through that consequence. You don't have to bear that and think you're the only believer in the church that has miserably failed. I'm ending, but I'm ending strong. You're not the only believer. You just need to repent. Say, I'm sorry, and go on with God. And forget about your little ego. And what other people think. Or what, you know, Rebecca was stronger than that. God give us a church that it's not just what everybody's doing. It's what the word has inspired you to do. Listen, friends. And if you're wrong, just admit it and go on with God. This body, our last quote, things that are to be. This body is just an old coat. And someday what will you do with it? For you was only in the garment for a little, for a while. That is like the earthly garment, this body. Your real body, your real self is on the inside of this old coat. That you call William Branham or Susie Jones or whoever it is. See, someday it will hang in the earth's hall of memory of you. You'll put it out yonder in the grave and somebody will put a tombstone up. Here lies Reverend so and so. Or John so-and-so or so-and-so. It'll lie there as a memorial of you. The people just seen you in this. Say, Brother John, you read this about three months ago. I know that I read this about three months ago. This is another night. And maybe someone's listening tonight. Maybe that service they didn't understand or know. Now God's got our attention. Maybe you're listening to every word. And what you was, your real you, was on the inside of that. But the old coat itself just bore the image of the heavenly. Oh, people, have you made reservations to change coats? Have you made reservations for heaven? Remember, you must have reservations. You can't get in without them. Lord, I'm making a reservation tonight. I will go means I'm going in the rapture. I am going to my future home. I will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. When the Bible says those that are alive and remain, that's me. That's me. 
I don't need somebody next to me to say amen. 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 I will go means it's an affirmative. It's my own free will. I'm going, Lord. And as we bow our heads tonight and our service comes to a close, Lord Jesus, give us this kind of heart, Lord. Give us in this desperate times and desperate hours this decision. Oh, God. As we read, Brother Jude records, there are men that were foreordained to condemnation. But there are also scriptures that are inspired by God that speaks of a group of people. Brother Branham said, Rebecca, she knew something within her and that brought her to Isaac. And she veiled her face. She wanted no more to do her own thinking. Isaac was her thinking from then on. Oh God. This is part of the meeting now. I will go means I am willing to submit my thinking to the thinking of my Isaac, which is Christ. I leave my past thinking and my past ways. And I pray tonight, God, that we would water, that we would water with our praises and with our thanksgiving and with our decisions. This word of God, this anointing that's taken us to our beloved bridegroom. Heavenly Father, as we bow our heads tonight, and we want to be like Rebecca, Lord. We want to be men and women of character. That as over the years, and we've taken just a few services for some believers, and to have maybe a young man or a young lady in a little hole in some graveyard throwing a little handful of sand or sod over into a something that used to bore the image of their father or their mother or their grandpa or their grandma. And to bear the burdens and go through those times of sorrow. As I was thinking, even our brother Michael Hofer that passed away so suddenly this past week. And how things can happen so suddenly and so quickly, I begin to think about the last words we had had with our brother. And I look back through our phone and saw some of the last texts that we shared. And I remembered the last times he came forward for prayer. Prayer for his healing. Prayer for his situation. Praying for his wife. Praying for his daughter. Always had the burden of his loved ones on his heart. Oh God, these things are challenging us tonight, God. That the real person that's on the inside, the real expression of Christ, that as we go through these weeks and months and from day to day, we know not what tomorrow holds. But I pray tonight our hands would reach up into the hands of the one that knows the future. And let our thoughts be captivated by your thoughts. And let our lives, Lord, be under your control. Oh, Father God, woo us, Lord, and call us greater, Lord, into a love relationship with you as we surrender tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Nice to have you, Brother Derek. Maybe you can come and help us. That's okay. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my soul. Lord, I live for you alone before we go tonight. Let's just water it. Can we do that a little bit as we water this with our praises? Lord, I give you my heart. Give you my soul. there's any kingdom in my life that's not of you, take it away, God. 
I willingly walk away from any of my own desires, my own strong will, my stubbornness, my arrogance, Lord. No time for pride. No time for pride, Lord, in your presence with the believers on a Sunday night. Just realizing this, the seriousness of the hour. I trust it means something to us. Come. I will go. These are God's ministers. His servants, Brother Branham said. That's a type of the bride. You've never seen Christ, but you hear by his servants what he is. And you sell out everything and leave your homes and everything else it takes to go find him. We made a decision. And we left our other home to go. May God give you strength tonight. Some with their hands raised as we have our heads bowed just between you and the Lord. We say, Lord... I want to go in that direction. This week, God, we want to hold up one another. We want to pray for one another. When Job prayed for his friends, then he got the desires of his heart. Oh, God, forgive us if we've been selfish. You've opened our eyes now. We can see that your love is reaching our hearts. Let us be willing, God. To go from these services and let it affect us, God. Let us hold one another up in a greater sense of brotherly kindness. Let our pathways, let our roads be more like Jesus. Did the Lord answer your prayers today? Sister Joanne sang that. Brother Ray sang about that tonight. It's a special song. Draw us closer. Has the service has meant something to you? We'll sing this one more time, then we're going to go. Sing about Jesus, and then we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Jesus.